1: Well, good evening. It's Sunday, February the 6th, uh, 9.85. Uh, and that was Kate Bush and running up that hill. Hi, Jack. How are you? Good evening. I'm uh,
2: I'm okay t- tonight. Good. It's Waitangi Day today. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so if you're listening from outside New Zealand,
2: which is possible but unlikely, then uh, what's Waitangi Day, So the Jack? Treaty of Waitangi was an agreement between um, the Crown of England and the Ma- Maori tribes, and uh, also God and um it was a treaty that established um a set of um you know rules and boundaries for the um British and the Maori to interact with each other mm. Mm. and um this didn't really get observed um and then was replaced i think by the New Zealand constitution like fifteen years later, which became much more um observed in law, but a lot of these um stipulate um a lot of these uh you know guidelines laid out but laid out mm. by the Treaty of Waitangi uh guided early uh, Maori and European interactions for about 15 years and um now it's been brought up as like this sort of founding document for New Zealand yeah. the modern nation at least yeah, yeah. um
1: what is it? it's, a, it's an attempt to to uh help New Zealand Maori be more inclusive or included or and protect culture and language, Nowadays, customs, yes. that kind of stuff. Mm. Nowadays, yeah, So but it's, it's been reinterpreted a little bit, probably. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because no one ever says Happy Waitangi Day, do they? No.
2: <laughs> People don't really enthusiastically it, celebrate this and day. And it
1: doesn't feel like... And I don't know why, because it's, it probably should be celebrated, shouldn't it? I mean, in, in a way, a little
2: mm. bit, maybe. Or maybe maybe it shouldn't. I don't know. Well... Do the treaty wasn't a, well here's the thing the treaty wasn't a success and it wasn't really brought up into the public consciousness again in the but
1: it, but 70s it, but it's probably something that should be celebrated now isn't it i mean when you look at other countries and how how their biculturalism hasn't really you know worked out well and you know, australia i don't want to ban- go on about <laughs> australia too much again
2: because you're in trouble yes, with australia already invasion day
1: comparing it to mars didn't you the other yeah, day i did uh, so you know you're, you're hated by australia mm-hmm. australians hate you jack
2: yeah, I won't mention Invasion Day ever again.
1: Inva- invasion Day. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, w- we could talk about
2: Treaty of Waitangi for a long time. But talk about New Zealand a little bit in 1985, what was it? Well, happening? actually, I can talk about the Treaty of Waitangi because... um oh, can you? In 1985, it was amended um, because an on- ongoing Waitangi tribunal um, heard Maori grievances against the Crown concerning breaches of the treaty. Yeah. And the legislation um, then... So basically the legislation limited limited the scope of inquiry to grievances occurring after 1975, um, and the tribunal um, could make findings of facts and recommendations, but not binding determinations. And um, in 1985, the amendment enabled the tribunal to investigate treaty claims dating back to 1840, so now it could truly be um, much more uh, effective. Right, yeah. 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 Oh, that's good, that's good. Hmm. So that was some of the um struggles. That, that that yeah, Maori had Maori activists activists oh. had to um fight against to make the uh Waitangi's um stipulations actually matter. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Hi. Yeah. If you're hearing loud noises, there's children outside the door mm-hmm. on yes. s- on scooters.
2: Yep. Making loud noises. That's okay. Boys will be boys. Mm. Anything else about nine eighty five? Um a bit about Kate Bush, who played just now. Yeah, um, of um, that was from Hands of Love. I yes, believe. it was a Hands of Love album. Really. Um, that knocked Moderna's Like a Virgin from the number one spot. Right. So good on Kate Bush. <laughs> and then <laughs> what song with
1: Like a Virgin? I, I, I actually, I, I've never,
2: I've never listened to it. You haven't? I just hear people it. talk about it all the it's time. Good song, is it? Well, okay, not great. And so um, Kate Bush also recorded the album from a twenty-four track track studio um, behind a family home right yes yeah.
1: yes yes she was like this tri- child prodigy really who was discovered by well not discovered but i mean she was kind of nurtured by someone from pink floyd i think who kind of just oh okay. she was just allowed to kind of just exist and record these songs when she wanted and stuff hmm. and she's very talented clearly i mean yeah yeah thank you jack uh let's have a band from new zealand charlie from nine ninety five. uh this is the double happies <laughs> happies and needles and plastic from 1985 on flying man records uh needles and plastic could have been an early kind of uh uh, environmental song Mm. i I wasn't listening to the lyrics and
2: you're probably gonna hear them anyway because they were suitably muffled i said hey that's all i heard from that yeah did you know um two of the members would uh, go on to form straight jacket fits uh no Hmm. yeah yeah
1: a, a very good band who will play it <laughs> probably in the future. Yeah, they are because they were great. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't. Uh, maybe I did know that in the back of my head, but I mm-hmm. didn't want to sound kind of flash and say, "Of course, I knew that," because mm-hmm. I didn't really know it. But
2: um, yeah. I have. Yeah. Anyway, so the Rainbow Warrior bombing. Uh, there are two major um, events n- related to um, nuclear power and nuclear politics mm. in that tied to New Zealand, in nineteen eighty-five. Um, the bombing of the Rainbow Warrior um, was done by the French secret service, and it was a Greenpeace ship. Um, unfortunately, uh, in this um, event, they they killed uh, a Portuguese crew member named Fernando Pereira, um, Pereira Yeah, Pereira, and um, this completely. Devastated relations between New Zealand and France France, which was a massive proponent of nuclear power and nuclear weaponry Mm. And who was testing nuclear weapons in the French atolls in Polynesia. Yes Um, so Yeah uh, Thankfully New Zealand police were able to capture the two um, French service Secret Service officers um, Dominique and Alain Muffet and they were uh, arrested and charged with murder Mm. Um both pleaded guilty to manslaughter and were sentenced to ten years imprisonment and um then they were sent to uh serve the remainder of their ser- ser- um sentences on how toll in french polynesia when um Fran- new zealand and um france decided to make some sort of agreement um however of course because their french secret servants french secret service agents they were released early and um they ended up you know being returned. Due to due to illness, quote unquote, Um, and uh, both were honoured, decorated, and promoted upon their return home. Right. Yes. Of course. Yes. So you go from being sentenced, you know,
1: charged with murder to getting a medal. Yep. Is that right? That's how it works in the
2: Secret Service.
1: It does. It does. The agencies. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. mean, I mean, they were clearly following orders from someone much higher up. uh, You know, but it was a despicable thing, wasn't it? Really.
2: Yeah, it's pretty also. It's also a pretty cynical operation. Yeah, to think that you can threaten another country into uh yes. abandoning its nuclear free politics. Yes,
1: yes. Awful stuff. Anyway, mm. yeah, that oh. was that was a big big story at the time. So you're going you're gonna to talk about another ship a, 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 a as well. Yes, mm. uh,
2: and that was a nuclear ship. That. Yep. Another ship. So yeah, both of these event, events are related to ships. Are they? Okay. Funnily enough, so are you
1: saving that for later? Yep. Okay, alright. This is the only um this is the Pokes and uh, Sally McLaren Well
0: Jimmy man again, the pub where I was born. He played it from the night to the pace of early morn. He served the souls of psychos and the men who had the horn, and they all have but Jimmy didn't like his place in this world of ours Where the other man brought strong his and he had too many pairs So I sad to see the grieving of the people that I'm leaving. And he took the road with God knows in the morning We walked into the station in the rain We kissed him as we put him on the train And we sang him a song that ties long gone Oh, no, we knew that we'd be seeing him again But sad to say I must be on way So bye because I'm gone far away but I'd like to think I'll be returning when I can To the greatest little boozer And to Sally MacLennan the, the, the years of violence find the been so grow to be a man I learned to love the virtues of six Far away, some people left for heaven without warning. We walked them to the station in the rain. We kissed them as we put them on the train, and we sang them a song of times long gone, though we knew that we'd be seeing them again. It's sad
3: to say I must be on my way,
0: so buy me beer or whiskey, cousin. Sally MacLennan. When Jimmy came back home He was surprised that they were gone He asked me all the details of the train That they went on Some people they are scared to call But Jimmy drank until he choked Took the road for heaven in the morning We walked into the station in the rain And we kissed him as we put him on the train And we sang him a song A time long gone Though we knew that we'd be seeing him again sad to say I must be on my way So buy me beer and cos I'm going far away ah! I'd like to think
1: I'll be returning when I can to the greatest little boozer and to Sally McLennan That's the Pogues and Sally McLennan from an album called Rum Sodomy and the Lash which is the closest I could get to a nautical mm.
2: song really it's got rum in it that a comment was famously attributed to winston churchill <laughs> <laughs> it was falsely attributed by the way right he never said that he never said it and he said it in context to what the english navy um embodied
1: right, right. rum sodomy and the lash yes yeah that's right yes Pog- do you know do you, the pogues were, inc- were very popular in 1985 so suddenly, suddenly everyone liked Oh yeah. irish music
2: they got extremely popular <laughs> yeah and then they never followed up <laughs> yeah
1: they they, they they kind of declined a bit really well they, they
2: didn't make another album
1: uh didn't they okay yeah um mm-hmm. so the the pogues they used to be called poke Mahone, and mm-hmm. they had to change their name from poke Mahone to the Pogues because poke Mahone means something rude in oh. in gaelic oh well it, it means kiss my ass but that that, that oh. was not really i mean you couldn't say that in 1985 on the radio probably
2: well i mean you I can d- now I guess not in Scotland or in <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, no one knew what, what it meant, but um, they had to.
2: Not the English. Well, maybe they didn't have to change them, they chose to. The English all listening to this song and liking it. Didn't yes, know what thinking what's Pog, a Pog- my own means. What does that mean? Yeah, mm.
1: yeah. But they called themselves the Pogues anyway. So
2: another ship entered New Zealand. didn't enter New Zealand, did it? It did not. enter New Zealand, yeah. So the Labour government decided to make it clear that they did not want any nuclear ships or weaponry in new zealand they did not want to be a part of the nuclear um movement and any nuclear energy or power mm. um so they banned ships that were nuclear powered or potentially nuclear armed this was then put to the test in february when the american destroyer the uss Buchanan, was denied entry and the americans decided to implement their usual strategy with nuclear weaponed power nuclear powered ships and it was, they decided to say oh well we won't confirm or deny that it's nuclear capable. Right. And um, then the New Zealand government said uh, that's not enough. We we need near uncertainty is not enough. And um, within days of the ban, Washington severed intelligence and military ties with New Zealand and downgraded political di- dip- dip- diplomatic exchanges. So,
1: mm. I bet New Zealand were terrified.
2: Yeah, yeah they were really really, really, really shaking. Yeah. And then Longley went on to perform a. Uh, widely televised Oxford Union debate about um, nuclear weapons are morally indefensible.
1: Nuclear weapons are morally morally indefensible.
2: So okay. yeah, that yeah. really scared yeah. Longy from yeah. speaking his uh, yeah. opinions. Yeah, good on him. Yeah,
1: hmm. I, mean, good o- I mean, I mean, I remember reading about it. I wasn't in New Zealand at the time, but I remember reading about this stuff and thought, well, you know, that's just great, just to tell America, just to get out, you know, you're not coming in. Hmm. It's a really, really good thing because New Zealand's not a big country, you know. It, it actually does have some some political uh, global power but mm. it's not a big country is it I mean yeah you know if, if New Zealand said we're not going to trade it anymore a lot of countries would just say oh, well okay then you know I mean it's not not like mm. an enormous kind of an economic power compared to America yeah so good for them for just standing up for what they believe in yeah mm. yeah I think um, mm. yeah okay uh, thank you Jack um, any more about that uh nope That's the story, thank you. Uh this is Tom Waits, so from Ram, Sodom in the Lash we'll have a jockey full of bourbon. Tom Waits and uh, Jockey Full of Bourbon I get the feeling he's going to come back in a minute but he's not Uh, and that's from the
2: album Rain Dogs in 1985 Um, Tom Waits Mm -hmm. that was his 8th album Mm. Um, he's originally from California but he wrote that song about uh, uh, the dispossessed of New York right yes Mm. Yes. he described Rain Dogs as an interaction between Appalachia and Nigeria which is an interesting concept is that what he said yes oh what do you oh, think? I, I don't know what he means by that.
1: Well, Appalachian
2: is. Well, yeah, uh, Appalachia, m- you A yeah. lot of the country in blues, blues, bass music. And then you have Nigeria, which is home to. Yeah.
1: Um, well, African music, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'd have to think about that a bit more. I never heard that quote before. Yes. Yeah. He does a lot of acting as well. Do you know Tom Waits? Yeah, he starred in Jim
2: Janet's films. Jim Jamouche, yeah. Jim is, is, that's it.
1: I, well, I went to a movie the other day. It was. Um, the new one by Paul Thomas Anderson, and I think Tom Waits was in it. Oh, was it. <laughs> you know, I, I just kind of thought, well, "Is that Tom Waits?" Oh, cool. and it, it, I haven't checked if it was or it wasn't, but it kind of looked like him and kind of sounded a bit like him. But mm. anyway, uh, Licorice Pizza is the movie. It's very, very good I actually. actually. I quite like that. Anyway, um, this next one's from Prefab Sprout. So when I, when when it's got
2: the strangest name, isn't it? The band. Y- yes, they're from Newcastle. Yes. Uh, well, outside Newcastle, technically Durham. But yeah. Um, yes, they had a second album called Steve McQueen, and yeah. it had to be released as Two Wheels Good in America. Yes. Because uh, they anticipated a legal conflict with the estate of the late American actor Steve McQueen. McQueen yeah. Yeah. And it was called Two Wheels Good because they had a the picture of a motorbike on the front.
1: Hmm. Um, it's quite bizarre, isn't it? Um, yeah. And and when I first when, when someone said, they'll oh, "Have you heard Prefab Sprout?" I just thought they were going to be this kind of quirky, weird. Kind mm-hmm. of, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, punk or, or something, or some kind of weird band. But yeah. actually, they're they're not experimental. Very very melodic. Uh, uh, this is uh, their song, Appetite.
3: the gun she will always pay the bills for the having big fun, he talks so well what can you do it's pretty plain he means it too I don't want to sell you lines I only mean to do you right, but I'm a simple slave of appetite I'm a poor slave of Appetite hunger howls, hunger's red, hunger stays till it's fed. Then it somehow uh, fades, then it somehow leaves your side. You're
1: That was Prefab Sprout from the album uh, Steve McQueen the song is called Appetite uh, what do you think of that I,
2: I liked it a is lot
1: it, you know, they kind of worm into your head these Prefab Sprout songs the kind of melody that just sits there uh, and never goes away for me anyway that personally, was I mean,
2: just probably my favourite of the night was it so far oh yeah.
1: you haven't heard yeah probably will be actually <laughs> looking at
2: what else I've got yeah <laughs> you never know I like the Double Happies yeah
1: that was good wasn't it yeah Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and actually, the album Steve McQueen or Two Wheels Good if you're in America mm-hmm which are probably not because not many people are in America Uh, this is totally wired on Fresh FM and we're broadcasting from the top of the South Island in New Zealand in a luxurious studio Mm -hmm, aren't we vast luxurious we are
2: yeah I can see the very smooth ceiling that doesn't have any um peeling you know (coughs) what do you call it upholstery painting paint paint. yeah
1: (coughs) yeah I think it's a bit of water damage maybe from before yeah anyway we'll have a bit bit more caviar and champagne shortly um Uh Anything to say about Prefab Sprout? You've talked already, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Okay. Uh, this is the House Martins and the song called Flag Day.
4: It's a waste of time uh uh-huh. Ah <laughs> ha
1: martins and flag day uh flag day is when you collect kind of uh money on the street yeah okay uh, it's probably not it's not done anymore really very much but you should have a little kind of someone shaking a a little thing with with coins in it and when you you put your coin in, they'd give you a little sticker or something to put on your lapel or your your shirt or something Mm -hmm. so that'd be a little flag that you to say i've given Oh, you giving. know, oh charity, charity, yeah. So it's oh, okay. all about giving to charity, really. And what ah. They're suggesting it's a waste of time because you know the Queen doesn't, you know, give a lot, or or big business doesn't actually dip its hand in his pocket. And why should we
2: all have to? Because give? we have to pick it up because they don't.
1: That's the, the idea of the of the
2: song, and it's it's questioning that. I think, isn't it? Really, what do you think? We should do a part because we should do our everyone part. else doesn't. That's my opinion. opinion, Yeah. Right. We should we should give to charity, if the charity does give most of the proceeds to the cause. Yeah. Um, Because you have to be wary that a lot of charities don't give enough to to the cause, and they get a large percentage um, goes to administration. uh, You're saying. Yes. Yes. Many charities are very. It's very unfortunate. Are very inefficient and they get bundled up with all these admin costs that yeah. are unnecessary yes
1: when 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 i first saw that my f- when i encountered my first professional fundraiser in the street i was quite surprised uh-huh. you know, that 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 actually some charities employ people to go and raise money yeah and that kind of seems just like weird to me it's <laughs> a business decision isn't it yeah yeah so we'll pay this person to go and cuz they're very good at raising money from people on the street and signing mm. them up for things yeah um uh, I guess it's a job and everyone needs a job to do, but it does seem like you're like I'm I'm giving you my money to a charity to pay for someone to stand on the street to raise money. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Mm, yeah. It's almost like I'm paying their wages and I it's kind of okay but not really. <laughs> also there's like more I'm efficient ways to, to be able
2: to raise money nowadays by just directly giving it to people yeah. uh through um those you know give fund campaigns yes, online. Yes. I, I can't remember the name of it. F- yeah. GoFundMe? Yes. Something exactly right? giving or something. Uh, yeah, you could fund somebody. A, a lot of people do stuff like that they Yeah, do, so I know. think GoFundMe has actually made charities much less um yeah, uh efficient nowadays. So they've been involved in that, in
1: that Canadian thing, haven't they? You, have you heard about that? Oh, the Canadian truckers. Yeah, so GoFundMe were helping them out, and now GoFundMe have just said, "No, we're not going to help out anymore because Why? a couple of them got violent." Uh, a couple of the truckers out of thousands. Yeah, possibly. I don't. I don't know the exact numbers, but one of them had a gun, and one of them assaulted a policeman or something, a police officer
2: or something. Okay, like so one of them got on the scuffle with a policeman. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, don't,
1: I don't. I don't know the whole story, and it's very hard to get the, okay, truth, sure. the truth. these days. That's day, true. But that's that's the story. I no, heard that GoFundMe had decided to kind of say we're not going to?
2: That seems very petty c- to get me. Get
1: involved, yeah. There's always someone else who's going to step in and help those
2: not there. There's always an excuse. Yes. Yes. There is, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the House Martins referred to themselves as the fourth best band in Hull. Yes. And their album was called London Nil Hull Four. Yes, because Hull City had just beaten four London teams
1: had that they? year. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Right. Yeah, that's good. Mm.
1: And and. The, the fourth they weren't the fourth best band in well
2: band, the three best bands according to them were red guitars everything but the girl and and the gargoyles <laughs> <laughs> yeah so okay yeah they were being mm. being slightly self-depreciating probably mm.
1: yeah.
2: yeah so what happened to house martins do you know uh no i don't know i think they kept recording stuff but they got a bit dis uh illusions yeah yeah okay. i well, don't know
1: well, one of them started a group called The Beautiful South, which became very successful, and the bass player became uh, Fatboy Slim, Norman Cook.
2: Oh. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: So they, they were kind of uh, a, a super group in the making. They <laughs> became two uh, different better groups, or different groups, I guess. Cool. So pretty talented people, yeah. Obviously. Nice. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Jack. Uh, this is a band called James. James and him from a village what do you think of that Jack
2: um you like that as well that's cute that's cute (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah this was a um, Manchester band yeah um they just started out with jammers and support and the supporting act for uh, the Smiths yes for Meters Murder yeah um then they went on to try to uh, this was in their early years when they were just doing um just EPs yeah uh then eventually they did a first album I think in next year in Uh 1986 yeah um Their frontman, Tim Booth, uh, happened to play the part of Victor Thaz in Batman Begins, by the way. Really? Yeah. He's an actor. There we
1: go. And that's something I I, I didn't know that at all. Yeah? Yes. They
2: had some big hits later on
1: in their career. Um, I sit down, I think. Mm -hmm. But we'll, we'll probably play that later, maybe. You never
2: know. Yes. I didn't know that. Batman begins? Yes. All right, after yeah. what? It's he a good
1: excuse to watch that again, isn't yep. it? Yep. Oh, I, is I have to watch that again. Yeah,
2: yeah. but Zaz is one of the. Uh, well, he only appears like once or twice in the film. Ah, anyway, one of the villains. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you.
1: Uh, so, so, hip hop, we played some kind of Sugar Hill Gang and stuff like that, and yeah. it was now getting a kind of. rap was becoming a bit more. uh, bit more mainstream or, yeah. or, or mm-hmm.
2: starting to emerge i guess def jam they're so becoming I mean, more popular than the disco yes. snobs who were putting them down a few years ago that's
1: right okay yeah that's quite this is a Mantronics. Mm-hmm.
5: the crew, I know your life, and yes, he controls the beat, and I hold the mic, and yes, he got the snare, and I keep the playin', and everybody.
1: Mantronics and a bassline from 985 sounds a bit corny now, a little bit, doesn't it? Sometimes a little bit. Uh, yeah, some of um, the kind of with the crew and that kind of stuff. You know, just the, the kind of lyrics probably rather mm. more than anything else. But was, at the time, it was like this is like incredible music that's yeah you know not been done before. It's, it's like all a new genre. It's all electronic music, music. Yeah, and right.
2: it's being mixed with R and B beats yeah, and yeah, yeah, all these yeah stuff. It's very good, very yeah. good.
1: Um, anyway, that's all we got time for. We've got one more song to play. Um, uh, thank you for listening. This has been Totally Wired on Fresh FM. and We've been in 1985, and next week we'll obviously be in 1986. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, thanks for listening. Good night. Have a good week. This is The Fall, by the way, and uh, I am Damo Suzuki. Good night.
5: With Prince Buck And with him Every day in
6: Recipe for big And, and mouth of salt ash I put, like I could put Mine on fire Okay I, I have no time for western lesson